Good evening, everyone. Man, welcome back to the TKHS, the Kingdom I Will Show. I am your host, Pastor J. Dab. Man, it's such an exciting uh, blessing and exciting time to be back with you guys on air once again, man. Um, We're going to jump straight into our topic because, man, it's, it's most definitely uh, important. It's most definitely important. As you guys know, who for those who've been tuning in with us, man, we've been covering the topic of what can keep you from inheriting the kingdom of God. And we've actually been coming from 1 Corinthians chapter 6, beginning in the ninth verse, all right? So as we've been covering these things, man, it's several things that, that can keep a person from inheriting the kingdom, but we've decided to break these things down one by one. And so this evening, we're actually covering the last part of what can keep a person from inheriting the kingdom, all right? Uh, before we get started, we most definitely want to send up a prayer. So if you guys would pray with us, uh, most gracious and eternal Father, we bless you and give you all of the glory, the honor, and the praise. For truly there is none other like you. We thank you right now, O oh God, that you've kept us, O oh God. You haven't allowed us to be defeated with worry. You haven't allowed stress to overtake us. We thank you right now, O oh God, for keeping us planted, keeping us firm, keeping us solid, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you right now, O oh God, that all of the word that we've deposited within ourselves, O oh God, that that word is our anchor right now in these uh dangerous times in these trying and, and, and painful times oh god in the name of jesus we thank you right now oh god that you've never leave, left us nor forsaken us oh god we thank you for your spirit right now holy spirit we are grateful unto you we thank you for your impartations your revelations uh we thank you for being the spirit of understanding wisdom and knowledge holy spirit we thank you for being all that we need we thank you holy spirit for sustaining us and and keeping us near our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Father God, we just want to honor you through, through, through our life. We don't want to give you lip play. We don't want to give you lip service. We want to give you life service, oh God, in the name of Jesus. So we ask that your spirit will continuously search our hearts. We ask that your spirit will continuously uproot anything that's attempting to grow uh, within this fertile ground, oh God. We ask right now, oh God, that your spirit will begin to instantly convict us every time we get to cutting up and acting up and, and being crazy or, or being lazy, oh God. We ask right now, oh God, that you would teach us how to move according to the spirit. We thank you and we bless you. We give you all of the glory, the honor, and the praise. And it is in the mighty and master's name of Jesus we pray. Amen. 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 Once again, guys, welcome back to the TKHS, the Kingdom Hour Show. We are covering tonight, man, uh, what is it that can keep us from inheriting the kingdom of God? We are actually coming once again from 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Uh, we're going to start in the ninth verse and we'll end. We'll end, but we're covering uh, three portions tonight, tonight, tonight. All right. So let, let us read. Let us read. The word of God says in 1 Corinthians 6 and 9, uh, do you not know? that the unrighteous will not inherit God's kingdom. Do not be deceived. No sexually immoral person, idolaters, adulterers, or males who have sex with males. No thieves, greedy people, drunkards, verbally abusive people, or swindlers will inherit God's kingdom. 
All right. That's where we are this evening, guys. And where we what we're pinpointing tonight, we're actually going to kick it off with with drunkards. Then we're going to follow with verbal abusive people and uh, swindlers. So these are some of the things. First Corinthians chapter six. First Corinthians chapter six, uh, verse nine through ten, verse nine through ten. And so let's talk about drunkards. Right. Let's talk about drunkards being being drunk, being drunk, being drunk. Anybody know anything about being drunk? A little tipsy, a little woozy, man. I remember, um, I'm going to testify, man. I remember I had a couple of drunk days, man. It, it, drinking never was Pastor Jay's thing, you feel me? But I would drink, but it never was my thing. But when I would drink, man, I remember a couple of days, man. I remember I had got so towed down one time, man. And anybody familiar with the South Side, it's a store called Fiesta on Macawa Road. Oh, what is that? Cross Street, Macawa and Griggs. And man, I got so so drunk one night, man. If it wasn't for that sign, then I was driving, bro. That was kind of crazy, right? But by the grace of God, man, I, I thank God that drinking really wasn't my thing. But here, the word of God says that if you are a drunkard, you will not inherit the kingdom. And so as I look out into the audience, I don't see any drunkards. But for those who may be watching, you may be struggling with, with, with alcoholism or alcohol abuse. You know, some people say that if you pull one down the drain, that's alcohol abuse. Right. But if you are a drunkard, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. Right. So before we get there, man, let's 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 get a little more clarity as to what it is to inherit the kingdom of God. Right. So I want us to understand that an inheritance has to do with the kingdom rewards and blessings to be received or lost by believers at the judgment seat of Christ based on our obedience, faithfulness and righteous living. By the grace of God, believers have been washed. That means cleansed of guilt by the blood of Jesus, sanctified, which means spiritually set apart to God and justified, which means declared righteous before God. Thus, we are called to live in a way reflecting the reality of what God has done for us. All right. So this is our inheritance. This is our inheritance, uh, inheriting the kingdom of God. And and if any of these things are actually found in us, we will forfeit our inheritance. Right. So a drunkard, a drunkard, a drunkard. What is a drunkard? Anybody, 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 anybody one person. Tell me what a drunkard is. What is a drunkard? A drunkard. A drunkard. Somebody that heavily drinks. That's it. The, 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 the actual definition is a person who is uh, habitually drunk. All right. A person that who who is habitually drunk. That means they that they've not on they not only drink, they've actually formed the habit and they are continuously getting drunk. Right. This is a drunkard continuously doing. I want us to remember that word continuously. Now, the legal definition declares it. It says that in order for an individual to be labeled a drunkard, drunkenness must be habitual or must recur on a constant basis. That means this is something that they are practicing. This is something that they are practicing. Now, when we think about following Christ, following Christ, it, it has to be something that we practice. Unfortunately, a lot of times for many believers, man, the only time we really practice following Christ is on a Sunday. 
on a Sunday. On a Sunday, it's not all believers, but it's more. It's 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 way more than it should be, and I can attest to that, right? So so, hey, uh, uh, the the legal definition is is someone who 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 habitually gets drunk, right? And so a person who regularly drinks heavily but is sometimes not under the influence of alcohol would be considered a drunk. So this means that this person practiced continuously or uh, habitually drinking, right? And so that means that even when he's he or she is not under the influence, she is still he or she is still considered or deemed to be a drunkard, right? So that means that, okay, if it's 6 o'clock in the morning, they get up, they might not have a drink right then, you know what I'm saying? But, hey, you better believe that it's coming, right? You better believe. I think in the stores, you can't even buy a drink until like 7 a.m. So you better believe it's, it's, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And so understand this, Sil. Understand this, Sil. A person who regularly drinks heavily but is sometimes not under the influence of alcohol would be considered a drunkard, whereas a person who occasionally gets drunk would not a person who what occasionally this is a person that drinks on maybe special occasions or a person that drinks at social events uh so they're not considered a drunkard but the drunkard is the one who habitually gets drunk right so the test is the question of whether or not excessive drinking has become a frequent behavior pattern for a particular person all right so it's the same thing with, with lying, with lying. You know, it, you have some people that tell lies, but then you got some habitual liars, right? So this makes you a what? A liar, a liar, a liar, a liar. But I want us to understand that drunkenness comes with 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 with, with untold uh, misery and can cause premature death. All right. We're talking about the downfalls of of being a drunkard. So the first thing that we have to understand with with being a drunkard is what you cannot inherit the kingdom of god this peace that god has for you you won't even experience that this 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 joy that god has for you this resting place that god has for you if you are a drunkard you will not inherit that you will not inherit that and so now the downfalls to being a drunkard it, it comes with untold misery Okay, we well think about it. When when we get when we start drinking, we don't think about all the vomiting that's gonna come after that thing. We don't think about all the dizziness that's gonna come after that thing. We don't think about falling down into ditches and falling down on the ground and in between cars when we're thinking about getting drunk, right? Only thing we considering is I'm trying to escape something or I'm trying to feel good. All right. So understand this. So the apostle wrote, "Do not give way to drunkenness." and the ruin that goes with it so drunkenness brings forth a ruin that's in ephesians 5 and 18. drunkenness brings forth a ruin it's guaranteed it's gonna come period period anything that you are doing outside of the will of god is going to produce a ruin the crazy thing about it is the scripture says in Ecclesiastics, the only Ecclesiastes, the only reason we do wrong is because we're not punished for doing wrong at the time when we do wrong. Does that make sense? Think about it. If, if you got punished, if you got punished every time you did something wrong, how often would you do that wrong? So getting punished right then can actually be a benefit to some people, right? Paying the price, paying the consequence right then. Can, may just be a benefit to some people. I want us to understand that the Bible tells us that getting drunk violates God's command. 
all through the scripture. Proverbs, uh, Isaiah, Ephesians. The Bible tells us that getting drunk violates God's command. How many violators do we have in here? How many violators do we have watching? You're violating the commands of God. See, I'm going to be real, real with y'all, man. A lot of times on this Christian journey, man, on this believing journey, we, we, we don't really consider. We don't really consider the violations. You know what I'm saying? Like if you get tickets or if you get tickets or something, they, those are called moving violations. If you get a ticket for speed or if you get a parking ticket or you get a ticket for various vehicle on vehicle reasons, then those are called um, uh, uh, um, moving violations. How many times do we move out of order in God? See, man, let me tell y'all, the spirit of God desires to, for, for us to enter into a place to where he's constantly breathing into us. He's constantly uh, uh, reconstructing us. He's constantly directing us. This is what the spirit of God desires to do. But I mean, we got the issues and the woes of life that keeps us distracted. But man, the spirit says, slow down. The spirit says, slow down. The spirit says, sit down. The spirit says, be calm. But man, we are often found in violation. Violation means we, we are often found in disobedience. We are often found with breaking the law. But man, God desires to pour so much into us. Understand it. So when we drink alcohol, we lose an increasing amount of self-control. Anybody believe that? When you drink alcohol, you, you lose self-control. They say, if you want to get the truth, ask a drunk person. Man, that person, man, just using that opportunity to tell you what he been wanting to tell you that he didn't have the nerves to tell you when he was sober. For real. For real. You lose self-control. Then they have something to blame it on. It was the alcohol. I thought what's that song say? Blame it on the alcohol, right? Ain't that, a name? Ain't that the name of a song? What's the name of the song, man? Blame it on the act. Same thing, man. Blame it on the liquor. Blame it on the drink. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm out of my mind. Blame, blame it on the alcohol, right? Blame, blame it on the liquor. Blame it on the drink. Something like that. Ain't that how you said it, bro? <laughs> we, when we drink alcohol, we lose an increasing amount of self-control. And self-control is one of the fruit of the spirit, according to Galatians 5, 22 and 23. All right? So this is why, man, God says, look here, bro, you can't be without self-control out here because, man, if you are without self-control, that means you are reckless. Anybody know any reckless people? Who are they the most dangerous to? Themselves. Understand this, sir. Believers should not divide. Believers should not divide themselves between controlled by the spirit and by any amount of mind-altering substances. That makes sense? Alcohol brings in the division. Smoking weed brings in the division. Smoke popping pills brings in a division. Anything that's mind-altering brings in a division. So now, not only is it talking about being drunk, but it's talking about being completely out of your mind. The word of God says that we ought to be sober-minded in all things. So anything that I'm consuming or anything that I'm putting into my body that alters my way of thinking, then this is not the natural order that God has created. So therefore, I'm in what? Violation to what God has said. 
to what God has said. Understand this here. When we give ourselves over to alcohol, we are allowing something else to have master over us. This is why God say, look here, bro, you can't be drunk. You can't be running around here drunk, man. You're going you to hurt yourself. You're going to hurt somebody else. Bro, you need to be sober-minded because when I'm sober-minded, I can think straight, right? Right, right. And I get it, man. I, I, man, look, bro, I'm not downplaying or knocking nobody for doing their thing. But then again, I am because, look, man, you, you smoking dope. You getting drunk to escape the harsh reality of life. But then you got so many people that's grabbing the bull by the horns and have to deal with life. That makes sense. That makes sense. So. Jesus said we cannot serve two masters. Two masters. We going somewhere, y'all. So if you are a drunkard, what can't you do? Inherit what? The kingdom of God. That means, Dre, look here, bro. If I got the kingdom over here and you want to come into the kingdom, you can't come in here drunk. But let me ask y'all this here. Can you come in here and have a drink? Okay, okay. She say, yeah, you just can't be drunk, right? But how often do people know they're getting drunk? You can you really? So how many people have enough self-control once they feel they're getting tipsy to say that my cutout? Come on, man. All I be hearing, bring me one more. <laughs> one more, right? What's he say? Oh, only alcoholics. And alcoholics is another on term for what? Drunkards. 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 Understand this here. So, so if I'm not to be filled with wine, what is the alternative? Mm. Okay. She said be filled with the word. Anybody else? If I'm not to be filled with wine, what is the alternative? Because, you know, being, being filled with wine make your flesh feel what? Good, right? Right, right? So you got your flesh and you have your what? Your spirit, right? So if I'm not to be filled with wine, what is the alternative? She say the word. What y'all say? If somebody say something on the screen, let me know what they say, man. If you're not to be filled with wine, what are you to be filled with? They say have a drink of the Holy Ghost. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Have a drink. Who said that, man? Okay. Okay. You right, sis. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Or shall I say, be filled with the Spirit. The Spirit. The Spirit. God always gives us a way of what? Escape. Escape. Look here, man. This is for anybody that be, may be watching right now, man. And you know, you may be an occasional drinker, you know. And, and maybe you found yourself... You, you've been drinking a little heavy these last few months since COVID or, you know, you've been stressed out at work or you've been stressed out at school or, you know, life has a way of bearing down on you, man. I just want to encourage you, man. Look, you can't be filled with wine and inherit the kingdom of God. You have to be filled with the spirit. The word of God in Ephesians 5, 17 through 21 says, therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is and do not get drunk with wine. 
for that is debauchery, but be filled with the spirit. All right. But be filled with the spirit. Come on. How many of y'all going to go to the bar? Like, man, nah, I don't want no, I don't want no drink, man. Give me a shot of that spirit. Ain't it funny that they call on alcohol and wine spirits? Y'all ever notice that? They call alcohol and wine, they call it spirits. Spirits, spirits. Next time you go by the liquor store, I hope y'all ain't going by the liquor store. Next time y'all pull up at the liquor store, you better check what spirit is drawing you. Is it the Holy Spirit or is it? And I ain't I ain't bashing nobody, man. I just want us to understand that the word, you know what I'm saying? The word is the word. You know what I'm saying? He says that drunkards cannot inherit the kingdom of God, right? And so understand this here is that he says, but be filled with the spirit. Then he says, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melodies to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always for everything, giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting one to another out of reverence for Christ. For those who just tuning in, those who just showed up with us, man, we are actually in the book of First Corinthians uh, chapter 6, verse 10. We are talking about what can keep us from inheriting the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. Verse 10 starts off by saying, look here, man, he say, verse 10 starts with saying, no thieves, greedy people, and what we are are drunkards, people who get drunk. You can't inherit the kingdom of God. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't inherit the kingdom of God. Uh, we've been pulled up to Ephesians 5, 17 through 21. I'll read it again. The word of God says, therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the spirit. Here is the contrast. Wine versus spirit. Wine versus spirit but you can contrast a lot of other things with spirit you could be filled with pride or you could be filled with what the spirit you could be filled with evil or you could be filled with what the spirit you could be filled with lying or you could be filled with what the spirit so the objective men and women of god young men and women of god is to be filled by the spirit so i need to invite the, the, the Holy Spirit. And so he tells us right here in Ephesians 5, 17 through 21, how we can continuously be filled with the Spirit. Anybody see it? <clears throat> uh, we are in Ephesians 5, 17 now and on through 21. He says, for that, um, but be filled with the Spirit. How am I to be filled with the Spirit? How, how can I be filled with the Spirit? If you want to be filled with food, you need to go where? You need to go to the restaurant, right? Or you need to go to the kitchen, right? Or if you want to be filled with 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 with, with food, you need to go somewhere where food is being served. So if you want to be filled with the spirit, you have to make sure you are where? Somewhere where the spirit can be poured into you. All right? Now, understand this here. The word of God says addressing one another in songs addressing one another in hymns and spiritual uh, uh spiritual songs spiritual songs singing and making melodies to the lord singing and making melodies unto the lord 
So we have to understand that this is how I'm filled with the spirit. So that means that means Sister Tanya and I, we need to be continuously, uh, we need to continuously be uh, 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 addressing one another in psalms and, and hymns. That means that simply means I need to continuously be imputing the word of God to her. And that means she needs to be imputing the word of God right back to me. How often? Continuously. But how many of us find that, that strange or weird? To always be talking about the word of God. Let's be honest. Let's now let's be honest. How many of us and you ever tried to have a conversation with somebody quote unquote spiritual? And every time you say something to them, every time they say something to you, it's the word of God. Come on, man. That y'all cannot tell me y'all don't get annoyed with that. Don't nobody want to talk, right? Every time they say something, it's the word of God. But according to the scripture. This is what the Lord says do. Do. When you talk to him, you're supposed to be talking to him with the word. And when he responds to you, he's supposed to be responding with the word. So that means you feeling him and he's feeling you. Hint, iron sharpens iron. All right, understand this here. I want this is what I really want us to understand is that that there is a difference. How many of us know that there's a difference between the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and the filling of the Holy Spirit? We're talking about being drunk. And so the scripture in 1 Corinthians tells us, he say, look here, if you are a drunkard, you can't inherit the kingdom of God. So now Ephesians tells us, he say, look here, you got a choice. God said, you got a choice. You can choose this drink or you can choose the spirit. Therefore, he says, he says, don't be uh, filled with wine. But be filled with what? The spirit. So understand this here. It's a difference between the indwelling of the spirit and uh, uh, being filled with the spirit. So I want us to understand that all believers in Christ Jesus, I, I have God's spirit living within them. So when you got saved, the spirit of God moved in. All right. The spirit of God moved in. But because he moved in, does that mean you're filled with him? Nah, 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 nah. Well, how can I gauge whether or not I'm filled with the spirit at any given moment? Consider what's on your mind at any given moment. Consider your conversations, how you talk. Consider the places that you're going. Consider all these things like, okay, man, did the spirit send me here? Or is, is the spirit allowed? Do, do the spirit have me talking like this? Or is, is this my flesh? But I'm saved, but I'm not filled with the Spirit. Is this making sense? Understand this here. Not all believers live filled or controlled by the Spirit's power. We are indwelt by the Holy Spirit at the time of our salvation, but we are filled by him when we submit to him. Y'all get it? Y'all get it? We, 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 are, we are indwelt. He moves in when we confess Jesus. To be our Lord and Savior. That means I have the spirit. That means I've been, I've been sealed. You, you can go to John 14 and 16. Ephesians 1 and 13. 2 Corinthians 1 and 22. Ephesians 4 and 30. That, that shows us that at the time of my salvation, I was sealed by the Holy Spirit. But just because I'm sealed by him, that doesn't mean I'm filled by him. Because the feeling only comes with my submission. The feeling only comes with my submission.
with my submission. That means I'm submitting to the authority of God. That means I'm, I'm intentionally seeking Christ and, and seeing how he did things in reference or in regards to uh, 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 God's viewpoint. Now, then that moves forward to say that I'm asking the Holy Spirit to empower me. Okay. It's not many of us asking the Holy Spirit to empower us. It's many of us that say, I believe in God. I love God. How many of us love God in here? Raise your hand. Come on, man. Come on. We love God, but how many of us know that we could be doing better when it comes to seeking the Holy Spirit? Come on. Come on. I know I could be doing better, you know? So what, what does it, what Dre, what does it look like for a person who's really seeking the Holy Spirit of God? Does that mean that person don't laugh? That person don't have fun? What does that really mean? No, all that means, Dre, is this here. It's that, look here, I'm looking to do things that's pleasing to God. And I'm looking to hold conversations that's going to be edifying and uplifting and encouraging. I'm looking to think how Christ thought. I'm looking to move how God wants me to move. I'm looking to handle my business how God wants this business handled. Is this making sense? I'm looking to raise my family how God wants my family raised. I'm looking to be the person that God has created me to be. This is all I want. All I want to do is please God. And the only way you can please God is if his spirit is directing you on how to please him. Is this making sense to anybody? His spirit, y'all. His spirit has to direct us on how to please God, on how to please God. You can be saved and sealed by the Holy Spirit, but you're not necessarily filled by the Holy Spirit. The filling of the Holy Spirit only comes that through our submission in every single area of our life. Everything, y'all, everything, everything that I do, I have to consider how God feels about what I'm doing. If you about to go get a loan, you got to consider how God feels about this loan. If you about to go, whatever you're about to do, especially if you're not married, you got to consider man, how God feels about the person that I'm considering. You know, did God send this person? Did I go find this person? Y'all see what I'm saying? Every single aspect of our lives, we have to consider, man, what does God has to say about this? And when you find out what God has to say about this, you got to make a decision. You got to make a decision. And the only way you can move forward in your decision, if you choose God's viewpoint, the only way you can move forward in it is if the Holy Spirit empowers you to move forward in that thing. So, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 10, man, it, say, it says, it says, a drunkard can't inherit the kingdom. So, God, if I'm not to be drunk with wine, then what can I get drunk in? I can get drunk in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. I'm drunk. I'm sloppy, right? Man, think about it, man. When you drink wine, how does that, when you get drunk, when you drink alcohol, you feel me? Because you know, man, boys ain't just really drinking wine right now. You know what I'm saying? Boys drinking that. Ain't nobody drinking that Mad Dog no more either. Boys drinking that Henny. 
that that peach crown that that what else they drinking do, do, do people still even drink gray goose yeah they just still drink gray goose man what are they drinking come on man see one wine isn't bad i personally i don't drink because i think that if i drink it's gonna trigger too many other issues so that's why i avoid it all it, it, she say it will Come on, man, because, you know, it's, it's tempting. you tempting yourself. you putting yourself in a position that you don't even want to be in. I already have a weakness for alcohol, so look here, man. I just need to, I need to chill. I, I need to chill. And then if you got people who don't even respect you enough, then that's show you right there, man. Y'all really, you know what I'm saying, you really plotting on me on the cool. And I had people offer me drinks when they know I don't drink. Come on, come on. And I have to distance myself from people that drink. Right. So, Come on. And it's, it's, it's no disrespect to them. It's not knocking what they do. It's a self-preservation for me. It's just like somebody who, who used to smoke weed and don't smoke weed no more, but you still hanging out with your partners who smoke weed. And you always got this one partner. You, he know you don't smoke no more, but he going to pass the blunt right in front of you. So... If you're not to be filled with wine or alcohol, you, you you ought to be filled with the spirit, man. And now what I see is that's a that's a completely different direction that you're moving in. Like, man, I man, man, I just want to encourage everybody, man, to really buckle down and get serious about seeking the spirit of God, man. I'm telling you, when the spirit of God jump on you, bro, or when the spirit of God fill you, it's it's a combustible feeling. I'm going I'm to explain it to you how it was for me. You know what I'm saying? It's a combustible feeling because it's like the spirit of God, the spirit is the spirit of God. His connection with you. It's like connecting jumper cables to the father and taking them same jumper cables and connecting them to you. And, and that juice begins to flow. The spirit of God begins to uh, charge you up, man. And I, personally, I can't take all the charge, but I know what the charge is. So I just want to encourage you. He's like, be filled. Be filled with the spirit. Be filled with the spirit. How can you lose? Let's be honest. How can you lose? You, you know what many of us are losing at? We're losing in this balance of life. We don't want to be too spiritual. But then we don't want to be too natural. And here we are in limbo. Look here, bro. Let me tell you something, man. Paul said that I become all things to all people that I can win some. It's not about you being super spiritual, but it's about you being connected with the Holy Spirit. You think the Holy Spirit won't let me have a natural conversation with you if that's all you understand? Yes, he will, because that's all you understand. So therefore, I have to converse with you in the language in which you understand. If you if you barely speak English, I can't speak Greek and Hebrew to you. You see what I'm saying? That'll be a waste of what? Time. So he says, be not filled. Be not filled with much wine. So drunkards can't do what, y'all? Inherit what? The kingdom. Guess who else can't inherit the kingdom of God? Uh-oh. We I think we talked about that already. But um, guess what? Who else can't inherit the kingdom of God? Verbal. <clears throat> abusive people are slanderers. Alright? Verbally abusive. Anybody in here have been charged with being verbally abusive? 
You know, that's the ones who can who can curse a person out so good you ain't even got to put your hands on them. <laughs> you ain't the ones who can just put that tongue on your man and make you feel lord and dirt. Man, you you wish, man. Look, bro, you should have just hit me. You feel me? Right? The scripture says verbally abusive people. That that's also translated as into slanderers. So I want us to understand that when someone is being verbally abused, the person attacking them may use a combination of both overt forms of abuse, like engaging in name calling. Anybody ever engage in name calling? You're sorry. You're weak. Now nah, you sorry. You're trifling. You 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 see that's that's verbal abuse. That's the same as you putting your hands on somebody to make them submit to you. This is what verbal abuse does. And, and so understand this here, name calling and making threats, but also more insidious methods like gaslighting. That means continuously pointing out flaws or, or, or constantly correcting somebody or interrupting somebody or putting them down and, and demeaning them. That, that is like a, a parent telling the child, you stupid. Man, you being verbally abusive to this child. Understand. And typically verbal abuse involves some sort of verbal interaction that causes a person emotional harm. So verbal abuse, you tan somebody down emotionally to compare to where if you're punching on somebody, you tan them down physically. But the scripture says a verbally abusive person cannot inherit the kingdom of God. You think that if you verbally abusive, you're going to get up into the kingdom to come in here and tear these people down, man? You better go on get out of here. Ain't nobody, who in here going to tolerate somebody talking to them all crazy? Come on. That means because the one talking to me all crazy ain't filled with the spirit and it's going to generate something in me that's going to cause me not to operate in the spirit because I'm not going to let you talk to me crazy. Watch, watch, watch your tongue, right? Watch, watch your tongue. I read a post yesterday. The boy say, um, watch how you're talking to me because that might be your last time talking. For real. Understand this here. The goal of the abuser is to control you by making you feel bad about who you are. The goal of the abuser is to control you. Remember this. That's the same thing with drunkenness. Alcohol and wine controls you. It makes you lose self-control. Jesus said that you can't serve two masters. You can't be verbally abusive. You, you can't be. You, you, you just can't be. Why you want to tear somebody down? Why you want to tear somebody down? Huh? Come on, somebody. I, I just feel it in my spirit. Somebody need to repent right now. We need to press pause on these cameras and this show, man, and let y'all repent right now. Somebody been tearing somebody down verbally. If you are a verbal abuser or a slanderer, a slanderer, y'all, is 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 one who makes a a malicious or false or defam defamatory statement or report. As with verbal abuse, this is a vocal charge. A slanderer is one who 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 talks about people who defames people, you know what I'm saying? You don't like somebody, so if somebody asks you about somebody that you don't like, you tell them, man, you better watch them. You, but you you making untrue charges because what you're doing is you actually trying to recruit. Y'all, y'all don't, 
you don't like somebody, so you want to recruit as many people as you can to not like that person. You got an issue with this person, so you're trying to recruit as many people as you can so that they won't like this person either. <laughs> Tonight, y'all, we uh, thank y'all for tuning in to the TKHS, man. We are talking um, what can keep a person from inheriting the kingdom of God, right? So we, we didn't cover a drunkard can't inherit the kingdom of God. A verbally or a slanderous person, you can't inherit the kingdom of God. So, but just like being drunk, there's an alternative to verbal and slander. So what's the alternative to getting drunk? Don't be filled by wine, but be filled by what? The spirit. So what's the alternative to verbal abuse or slander? Understand this up. This is what we can do instead. The word of God in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 11 says, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. So he's saying that if you're already doing it, kudos. Give yourselves a round of applause. But if you're not doing it, you need to learn how to do it. You feel me? All this negative stuff you got going on, all this bad mouth and all this gossiping. He say, look here, bro, ain't none of that going on in the kingdom. He say, up in here, it ain't nothing but encouragement. It, it ain't nothing but, yeah, you got this here because you can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. Whatever your mind is saying do, that if you are filled with the spirit, if your mind is saying doing it, that means the spirit is telling you that you can do it. So look here, I need to get behind the spirit and, and, and push you. Make sense? So instead of being verbally abusive, I can be uplifting and encouraging. Romans 14 and 19 says that so then we pursue the things which make for peace and the building up of one another. Look here, man. Stop looking for chaos. Stop looking, man. Let me tell you something. Chaotic situations really supposed to make your stomach turn. Come on, man. How many of us remember living, living foul? My hand up. Living bad. But then you got saved from that. You don't live like that no more, right? Right? But then you still know people who live like that. And when you go around that, it, it really makes you feel some type of way. It's not you being funny. It's because you don't understand that anymore. You were pulled up out of that. I'm not talking down on you, bro. Oh, sis. I'm not talking down on you. But look here, man. I know that it's a better way. I know we ain't got to, okay, prime example, man, prime example. It's just like, you know, when you're locked up, you eat spreads. I refuse to eat a spread now in the free world. Oh, Jay think he, but now nah, I don't think I'm better, bro. But look here, you did that when you was locked up. I'm not trying to spread with you, bro. For real. So that's, that's being too good, too goody, goody. Nah, bro, my mindset ain't there no more. You did what you had to do to get full and, and survive. Always hard, die hard sometimes. Understand? It said the word of God says in Hebrews 3 and 13, but encourage one another day after day, as long as it is still called day, so that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Huh. And it's more, 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 more. <clears throat> more, more, more. But I want us to understand that a verbally abusive person or slanderer will not inherit slanderer. 
will not inherit the kingdom of God. No people who distract other people while they in church on the phone. I ain't gonna call no days. They ain't call no names. Call no days. Yeah. They ain't call no names. You know what I'm saying? They know you in church. Trying to learn how to be filled with the spirit and they study sending messages. And you letting them. I ain't gonna call no names, man. Check your people. Check your people. Is that making sense? Dre, that makes sense, Dre? <laughs> hey, I ain't say nothing. If it don't apply, let it fly. But if the shoe fit, tie that boy up. You feel me? Understand this here. A verbally abusive person, a verbally abusive person is not filled with the spirit. Hmm. A verbally abusive person is not filled with the spirit. If I'm not to be filled with wine, but to be filled with the spirit, if I'm filled with the spirit, I will not be verbally abusive. If I'm not verbally abusive, then I can inherit the kingdom. If I'm not a drunkard, I can inherit the kingdom. Look here, if 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 I'm not un, if I'm not unrighteous, I, I can if I'm righteous, I can inherit the kingdom, right? If I'm not an adulterer, if I'm not an adulterer, if I'm not a homosexual, if, if, if I'm not a thief, if I'm not greedy, I can inherit the kingdom. So this is a punch list. If I ain't got none of these things on my list, I'm in pretty good standing. I'm a, that means, Isaiah, that I'm a contender. That means my hat has been thrown into the ring. And Toya, it's a possibility, man, that you'll see Jay up in the kingdom you feel me dre i want to see you in the kingdom bro you know what i'm talking about that i want to see you in the kingdom man it's crazy it, it, get, it get deeper than that you know what i'm saying but the next portion of this thing says that 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 swindlers swindlers or extortioners will not inherit the kingdom isaiah what's a swindler man <clears throat> you don't know dre what's a swindler bro Uh-oh, she say somebody that's trying to get you out of your stuff. Okay, let me let me bring it into a more more millennial term. Oh, what's a finesse, Isaiah? Okay. Dre, what's a finesse? Yeah, 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 yeah. Slick tongue old devil, right? <laughs> Boy can sell ice to Eskimo, right? Come on, man. Anybody know anybody that can sell a surgeon general pack of cigarettes? Yeah. <laughs> that ain't true, huh? No. Oh, okay. It ain't you, huh, bro? A swindler is a person who uses deception to deprive someone of money or possessions. A person who uses deception to deprive someone of money or possessions. An extortioner is one who practices obtaining something, especially money, through force or threats. Blackmail, you feel me? Like, man, look, if you don't give me your lunch money every day, I'm going to beat you up every day. You feel me? That means I'm extorting you. If you don't do what I want you to do, then such and such going to happen to you. That means I'm extorting you. Swindler is actually a Greek term for extortion. All right? 
I want us to understand that both of these are in the category of what Paul mentioned earlier when he says no thief. Swindler and extortioner is in the category of being a thief. All right. But these two are, are, are a different type of thievery, a thievery that uses one superior strength or wit in order to take advantage of others. I ain't even gonna lie, man. When I read that, Isaiah, I thought about you, bro. What? You, your, your face came to mind, man, bro. <laughs> because a swindler is one who uses their strength or their wit. That means to outthink a person. This is, for real, to outthink. I'm going, okay, I may not be big enough to Debo you, but I'm smarter than you. <laughs> I'm smarter than you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm smarter than you. But it's, uh, it's these types of thievery, um, this is when a person uses his strength, superior strength, or wit in order to take advantage of another one. God does not like you taking advantage of people. Did y'all know that even as believers, if we were to loan each other money, we are not to charge interest on the money we loan to each other? Yeah, I've got you. You just going to give me 500 back. You feel me? <laughs> but no interest. The world operates differently and they we call it business right but if you are a believer and i'm a believer if you my sister and my brother and if i got it and you need it then i i, I can give it to you just know that i'm gonna need it back you feel me and if i don't need it back then hey it's all good here you go you feel me but according to the word i can't charge no interest now it's called usury and i can't charge interest on that Bro, if I had interest to pay, would I really be borrowing it? Y'all see what I'm saying? Understand this here that when it comes to this particular portion of it, it's not, it's not, it's very much possible that the apostle was speaking in, 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 in speaking in terms of two or two false prophets or false teachers or those who use their slick speech to line their pockets. Anybody ever been in the service and they felt extorted? <laughs> oh, I will talk. Uh, you feel like you feel like the preacher was extorting you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, you 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 give your offering, then they come back saying it wouldn't enough. What you mean? They look. He said they try it. They try. What you mean? I I gave what I had purposed in my heart. You feel me? Don't go crunching no numbers on me, Isaiah. You feel? Come back talking about it ain't enough. What Smokey Mama said? Make it enough. <laughs> Y'all better stop, man. Understand this here. Jesus warns in Matthew 7 and 15 about uh, ravenous wolves in sheep clothing. That word ravenous also translates into swindlers according to the Greek. So ravenous is, 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 is wolves in sheep clothing are, are the ones who who slick with it, bro. I know, man, it's some, it's boy, it's some boy, it's some preachers, boy. 
they can get that ticket. Telling you, man. We just got to be careful. Understand that false prophets are extort and swindle people and they get uh, from the sheep whatever they can for their own advantage. And Jesus told you, look, it ain't told you, it ain't nobody fault but yours if you get got. What they say in the streets, Dre, slippers count. You think they don't count in the church, though? Get caught slipping. Think somebody won't get you in the church. Nobody want to talk about that. Man, that's why we have to make sure that we are always on guard. You feel me? We got to watch out for the most slick talking people and those extorting people, man. Look here, bro. We don't get down like that over here. We don't don't come around here with that, bro. Because look here, we're going to lead the sheep. We're not going to bleed the sheep. You see what I'm saying? The word of God say, give as you've purposed in your heart. And look here, man. I have, I, if God has purposed, if you've purposed in your heart to come and give 100,000 by all means, Give a hundred thousand, but if you got a hundred thousand and you only purpose to give five thousand, but then one of these old silver tongue cats come up in here running it to you, and man, let me it's the same way with a car salesman. See, the right car salesman is gonna make you feel good while you're spending it, but you're gonna feel like trash after you purchase it because you know they didn't got you. They didn't got you. We closing, we closing. Understand that. Swindlers include all those who twist the good gifts that God has given them, whether strength or wit or speech. You know, that's that gift of gab, Isaiah. And then use that gift to acquire that which God has not given them. See what I'm saying? God has given you a gift, but you use the gift to not uplift and enhance God's people, but you use the gift for self-gain, hmm. for selfish inquirements or a selfish or selfishness. That's what you using. That's what you using a gift for. So I want us to understand that as we close, man, that the word of God says to kill, and we done with that. You feel me? The word of God says this. He says that do not be deceived. Look, man, don't 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 think that you good. Because, look, you may not be a homosexual, but you're a thief. You may not be a homosexual or a thief, but you 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 drunk. You're a drunk. You may not be a drunkard, but you verbally abusive. Nah, bro, you, not, you, not, you don't have no safe card. You're not safe. Don't play yourself. He says, look here. Do not be deceived. No sexually immoral um, no sexually immoral people. You may not be an idolater, but you're an adulterer. Y'all see what I'm saying? And one of these, any one of these from this list, it, it's not greater than the other one. Because what? Sin is sin. If you're hung up with any of these, and now so we play the tape and say, look here, man, I ain't none of that. You know, man, how many, let's, let's run the tape and say, um, how many of us are righteous? Amen. You practice righteousness. You practice doing what's right. You practice doing what's right. You ain't out here trying to beat nobody. You work hard for what you have. You know what I'm saying? You help when you can help. You give when you can give. You practice being right. You practice being right. All right. All right. All right. That's good. That's good. It's good. It's good. Okay. Uh, um, how many um, sexual immoral people? 
And don't forget, Paul was talking to the church. They had some stuff going on in the church. I don't know why people think it's something weak about the church. You got more killers and dealers <laughs> in the church. Well, what happens is people get hung up trying to hide who they really are in the church. Y'all see what I'm saying? Look here. How many of us can say that? Man, I'm not sexually immoral. Meaning I'm not a fornicator. Fornication means to have sex before marriage, right? I'm not a fornicator. Come on. I don't see no young hands going up. That's crazy. Hand up. Yeah. Hand ain't up, boy. I ain't gonna put nobody on blast. You feel me? How many of us can say that? Look here, I'm not fornicating. Because if you're fornicating, if you get caught in the act of bang, 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 you go, you're not gonna inherit the kingdom, bro. That's the word. You get caught in the act. You're not going to inherit the kingdom. Okay, let's move on, man. Let's move on. How many of us can honestly say that, um, that I'm not an idolater? Meaning, I don't practice idolatry. I don't have any other God than God. Money is not my God. My wife or my girlfriend, that's, though they are not my God. My car is not my God. My house is not my God. My bank account is not my God. There is no other God for me other than Jehovah. How many of us can say that? Amen. Amen. So we doing good. We what? What? Three and three? Some of us only two and three. <laughs> Amen. 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 Don't worry, man. Some of us are just oh and three. You feel me? How many of us can say that I'm not an adulterer? Meaning I don't cheat on my spouse. You feel me? I'm not an adulterer. I can't, I won't be charged for adultery. I don't, I, that ain't, that ain't my spiel. That ain't my thing, right? Come on, man. I'm, I'm looking, man. Look here. I ain't tooting my own horn, but Jay looking pretty secure right now. It ain't being self-righteous, but according to this word, I'm pretty secure right now. Let me go on, get on down and say, again. I'm thinking about adultery, idolatry, man. I don't have no idol. I don't have no idols. Walk away from everything if it's interfering with who God is. I'm not an adulterer. That's not my thing. I'm not sexually immoral. That's not my thing. I'm, I practice righteousness. That, that's what I do. The word of God say those who practice righteousness, no good thing will God withhold from them. I need everything that God has to give me. I need that. Okay, okay, I'm, I'm pretty good, I'm pretty good, I'm pretty good, I'm pretty good. Oh, okay, are males who have sex with males? Homosexual. Oh, hey, boy, they speaking loud now, right? They speaking loud now, right? Right? I'm good. Glory to God. I'm batting a thousand right now, Isaiah. Anybody? Huh? You batting two thousand, huh? Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. No thieves. Uh-oh. Oh, Jesus. I'm going to sit down on that. Huh? <laughs> no thieves. Man, look, bro. Don't miss this. Don't miss this, y'all. 
Don't miss this here, because I think all of us can get hit with that charge. Then the thief. It ain't just talking about stealing natural stuff. How many times do we steal from God? How many times have we stole time from God? I ain't talking about no tithe and, and money. You feel me? I ain't talking about going and steal nobody's car. You know what I'm saying? How, how, how much have we stolen from our spouse? Or how much have we stolen from our children? Y'all see what I'm saying? Hmm. See, that, that thief part set me down. You feel me? That thief part set me down. I done came off my bat in a thousand, Dre. I got to really make sure, bro, I'm not I'm not the thief around here. Hmm. You say, no greedy. Uh-oh. <laughs> I just deleted a picture of food that I had from Dre that his granny had cooked in that big old trough, that pan. And he ate all that food by his lonesome. Was that being greedy? Nah. <laughs> he say nope. And look like a fight come with that. Nope. It was being home. I'm talking about being greedy or uh 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 really being covetous, wanting uh uh what someone else have and wanting it so bad to where you're willing to hurt somebody for it. Oh, I'm back on my thousand kick now. That thieving part set me down. But I can stand up again now and say, look here, I ain't no cover this person. I don't want, I, I don't I don't want I might want something like you have, but I don't want yours. And Lord knows I'm not willing to hurt you for what you got. So I'm not a cover this person, right? Okay, okay, okay. No people who get drunk. I don't I don't get drunk, so I'm good. I'm good. I'm not verbally abusive, so I'm good. I'm not a swindler. So I can inherit the God's kingdom. But it was that one piece that slowed me down. I don't know what piece may have been for you, but it was that one piece that slowed me down. It was that thieving piece. I have to make sure that I'm not stealing nothing. I'm not stealing nothing. I'm a mom. I guess I'm going to be the only one who testifies and be transparent. Then, you feel me? But how many of us are feeling real good about our, our stance in the kingdom right now? Amen. 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 Let me, matter of fact, matter of fact, and before we close, <clears throat> I'm going to close this series with this. The word of God says that as some of you used to be like this, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the spirit of God. He said, baby, you used to be like that. But you ain't like that no more. Is God not worthy to be praised for that? Come on, y'all give him a hand clap of praise then. Man, for real, for real. Hey, man, thank you guys so much. Y'all been tuned in to the TKHS. Before we um, um, get off out, man, I want to give a huge shout out to our sponsors, Miss Mamie Sweet Treats, All Creek Constructions, Destiny Shine Records, and of course, Kingdom Life Central, Kingdom Life Music Group. Uh, huge salute to everybody that's been tuning in, watching want to encourage everybody, man, to go to the YouTube channel and find the kingdom, one word, space, our show, one word, and hit that subscribe button, hit the bell. Y'all like us, man, share with us, uh, share the page, man, encourage people to check us out. Find us on Facebook at the Kingdom Our Show. Find us on IG at the Kingdom Our Show. 
man i'm telling you man let's let's run these numbers up let's get to it man we thank y'all for tuning in we bless you and we salute you and it's in the name of jesus all right y'all peace and blessings